Welcome to the first episode of what we hope will be more than one episode of Effectively Wild, the Baseball Perspectives podcast. Uh, I almost said many episodes, but I want to keep expectations low. In Manhattan, New York, just a, a short stroll from the beautiful banks of the Hudson River, I am Ben Lindbergh. In Long Beach, California, from his garage, I assume, in which he is sitting in his Honda, Sam Miller. Hi, Ben. How do you think it's going so far? <laughs> we haven't made any obvious mistakes yet. I don't know that we've really hooked anyone yet either, but people are still probably reserving judgment at this point. Probably. I, I, I feel like we do have a long future ahead of us, though, so it's a good start. Well, I, I hope think we'll so. look back at these last few minutes uh, very fondly. And we'll always remember the day because it's your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Great. Yeah, great. Now, just tell everybody how to steal my identity. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, sorry if I overstepped my, my bounds there, but I just wanted to, to celebrate since we're celebrating by by starting this podcast, which has been several months in the making or in the not making, more accurately. Um, I, I guess, should we explain why you're in a in a car right now? I don't think so. No, okay. Well, Sam's in a car, and I'm I'm seated at a desk with a with a microphone and a computer, which is how most podcasters probably record their podcasts. Uh, so, I guess we should maybe talk a bit about why we're doing this or what it is we're doing. Which, not that we have a, a clear sense of that ourselves. Um, no, it's. I think mainly we're uh, doing this because we've now met each other in person, and um, so the the shame of having this project on the back burner and not doing anything about it is a little bit harder to deal with now that we know each other personally and not just as um, online avatars. Right. I think yes, that was that was a big development because I raised the idea of doing a podcast before Sam was was even in his current role at BP, sort of to either to lure him or, or to warn him uh, before he actually accepted that position. And so we've been discussing it ever since and, and finding convenient uh, excuse after convenient excuse to, to delay this actual recording. Um, I had some job stuff going on and then Sam had a trip and, and there was always some reason not to do it. But Like that we didn't want to. Yes, right. And, and so this past weekend Sam was in New York and we – met up a couple times and we looked each other in the eye and we <laughs> sized each other up and, and yeah and said yeah I could I could do a podcast with that guy and uh, yeah and I don't want to say we didn't want to I mean I there are always reasons that you fear it um, but it always seemed enticing and so now we're doing it yeah and it's it's good I think it's going really well in fact <laughs> so far we're we're surpassing my expectations which were we're, th we're about a third of the way done with the first episode, which is nice. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, the point of this, of this podcast is, is that we're not trying to compete with, with the other Baseball Perspectives podcasts uh, for a good reason. We, we probably couldn't, for one thing, but we're trying to offer something a little different instead of your, your weekly uh, you know, two-hour-long show. We're going to try to make this a daily show and, and keep it to 10 minutes or so. Just uh, sort of a quick thing that you can listen to on your way to work or, or at work or lying in bed if you're unemployed or, or 
however you listen to these things. Um, and, and so the idea is that we would each come in with, with one compelling topic, uh, a, a timely topic from maybe the previous night's games or, or something in the news. And then we will decide live on the air which one to talk about. And then we will talk about it and then we will be finished. Great idea. <laughs> it was your idea. So, yeah, it, it's a good one. Um, and I don't know how we're exactly going to decide whose topic to talk about. I feel like we're probably both the type who would be inclined to defer to the other person's idea. Uh, and maybe we'll just do that for 10 minutes and not actually talk about <laughs> the topic. Yeah, I think that would capture our personalities pretty well. Yeah. A lot of deferring. Yes. Um, okay, so I, I don't know who goes first. How do we, we didn't work that out. No, well, uh, you want to, shall we uh, defer for a couple minutes about who will go first? <laughs> I, we have uh, we have five minutes, so I'll just start right. quick because okay. we got to go quick. Go. But um, the Orioles lost a close game today. They, um, you know, they entered today tied for the, you know, one of the wild card spots. Um, but our odds have them at um, only 6% likely to make the playoffs. And, um, and so, you know, I think that, comes into play around this time of year because you have to decide whether you are a buyer or a seller and the Orioles are uh, somewhat in no man's land where they don't seem particularly likely to make the playoffs because they're bad but they also uh, seem likely to make it in the sense that they are very close and so I thought we could talk about uh, Baltimore Orioles whether teams should play to win when they suck okay Uh, I had a few ideas, none of them particularly good, but I, I turned on MLB tonight before and and Aroldis Chapman was, was striking out someone. And it seems like every time I, I turn on baseball on a TV lately, I see Aroldis Chapman striking out someone. Uh, Goodness gracious. Yeah, he's interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Uh, so I thought we could talk about the run he's been on for the last couple of weeks and and whether we can really enjoy it given given all the the baggage surrounding his his role um or whether it's it's so unfair that someone who's potentially a starter is is pitching one inning at a time that it's uh it's something we can enjoy without thinking about the fact that he should be doing something else or you know uh but uh, i don't know he's a topic that we've we've both written about and and talked about uh plenty in the past so um i guess this is the moment where we're supposed to come to some consensus goodness we have three minutes <laughs> did you actually start a clock <laughs> no but i have a clock you know in my eye i know how to subtract uh-huh. 10 uh-huh. uh so uh <clears throat> yeah uh well either of those would be fine with me i don't have a whole lot to say about chapman i uh, I guess I, um, uh, I'm not that, well, I guess I'm not that upset about his role. Um, but maybe that's just cause I don't follow him in the reds closely enough. I, uh, I might also have an, uh, an antiquated idea that dusty Baker is just going to ruin him if given seven innings of Chapman at a time. Right. So maybe I'm just grateful. I don't know. I think there's a point for, I mean, you know, there's obviously there's two places to come at this one is whether, it makes competitive sense for the Reds to keep him limited. And 
that's probably um i mean uh, who was it was it jason who wrote about the value of uh leverage and and figuring out where the the math uh, make sense to to trade the leveraged innings for the right. for the quantity of innings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess maybe I, I would want to reread that before we have this conversation. <laughs> um, but from a from a fan's perspective, I mean, I just really don't think that Chapman is likely to do anything as a starter that is going to sear itself into my memory the way that um, he has seared himself into my memory this year doing what he's doing. Right. So the background. So. The last time he allowed a run was June 24th. Since then, here's what his game log looks like. One inning, three strikeouts. One inning, two strikeouts. One inning, three strikeouts. One inning, two strikeouts. One inning, three strikeouts. One inning, two strikeouts. One inning, three strikeouts. And a third of an inning, one strikeout. Which so that's, uh, comes to, I think, ahead. 19 strikeouts and 26 batters faced, which is almost three quarters he's striking out right now. That's and, 19 strikeouts in seven and a third. Yes, and not really walking anyone. Um, and so in spring training, obviously, he was stretched out to be a starter. He pitched very well as a starter um, and then was shifted to the bullpen. Uh, sort of a, a few injuries came up around opening day, um, and Dusty Baker made the decision. And I guess I didn't really have a... a problem with it if it was an area of need but um i can't help you know he's just he's dominating to such an extent that i feel like it's almost unfair and that i feel like i'm watching i don't know justin verlander converted into a closer at this point i which would probably be fun to watch but but also uh, somehow underwhelming in that maybe he could be doing something more yeah, I you know what I think we need to see is we actually need to see a team convert Justin Verlander to closer <laughs> so that so that we actually know what the outer limits of what a reliever can do. Cuz when I see Chapman do this, um you know I I actually don't know how impressive an achievement it is. I I mean I know that it it blows my mind and it's fun to watch and it just feels like the batters have no chance. But um like Ernie Frieri did something, you know, fairly similar for a long stretch of time and and I don't think Ernie it would make um, lights out harder. So it's hard to look at these numbers and know just exactly how much um, you know to project him as a starter. Like I mean, I know that I know that various people at, at BP have have done kind of translations for reliever to starter. But like if Verlander were to become a closer for a year and then we could kind of see what the outer limits of how good a pitcher could actually do then we would be able to put Chapman's performance into perspective and if if what he ended up doing is pitching 42 innings and striking out 79 and walking 13 and having a 1.70 ERA like Chapman then um, I would say okay yes Chapman has has reached the outer limits of um, of relief work he should probably be a starter Um, but uh, as it is now, I don't really know. It's it's hard to know. I mean, what do you think Chapman would do as a starter? Before the season, I was not particularly optimistic. I guess I, I, you edited something I wrote about about the uh, all the guys who were converting from the bullpen to the starting rotation and sort of ranking them based on which I thought would succeed, which was mostly guesswork. But Chapman, I thought, uh, just sort of based on on last year and, and before that, I, I didn't really think he would 
have the ability to repeat his delivery and and not walk everyone uh, in in longer outings. Um, but the fact that he really isn't walking anyone at all these days and and didn't really walk anyone in the spring um, has sort of made me come around a bit to to the idea that that he would hold up in that role. Um, and I don't know how developed his, his secondary stuff is or, or what the exact status of, of that is because he doesn't really need to use it right now um, because, you know, his one or two pitches are so overpowering uh, that I don't know how it would hold up after a, a second or third or fourth trip through a lineup. Um, but I would definitely like to see the, the Verlander as closer to establish that baseline. Although I guess we don't know that Verlander has the closer mentality. So he might, <laughs> he might just fall apart in that role. He might. That'd be a beautiful thing to see. <laughs> um, yeah, well, until I think until we've seen Verlander as a closer, we have to leave this as an open question, unfortunately. Yeah, and the Reds are in first place, so putting him where he is has not sabotaged their season or anything. They don't have any gaping holes in the rotation, I guess, though. Well, I don't know, maybe maybe an, an Arroyo is a gaping hole. I'm not sure. Um, I think gaping hole it should actually be a euphemism, uh, sort of a modern euphemism for you know general douchebaggery, in, in, <laughs> in which case we could say they have a, a gaping hole in their rotation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we just sort of drifted into talking about one of the one of the topics. Um, uh, yeah, which is probably a good way to do it because I don't want to ever hurt your feelings or <laughs> or have my feelings hurt by you. I would have liked to talk about Chris Britton's six walk performance tonight, which you know what I, we I could do to is catch the line. We could uh, we could throw both topics on uh, Twitter and then have people decide by vote, but since it's a such a short show, basically the first vote would win and <laughs> All right. We could do that. I don't think that's a good idea, actually. I think we did it right tonight. Yeah, okay. I think uh, they'll look back at this generations from now and say they got it right the first time. Yeah. Uh, so I guess now we're going to hit stop recording, and then we will have an audio file, which is our podcast, and we will upload it to the BP website, and it'll, it'll be there when, when you wake up, which you've already done if you're listening to this. And I guess if, if the reviews are, are positive and, and we listen to this and, and don't think it's awful, we will be back at the same time tomorrow to talk about something else. We're going to have to work on cutting back the 14 minutes. Ugh. Too long. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. this was special because we had, we had all that intro. and The intro, you're right. The happy birthday and all that. <laughs> all right. Okay. So All right, Ben. We don't it's have nice to sign off, but 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 thanks for joining us, and nice talking to you, Sam. And we'll talk again tomorrow.